0: Do you want to find solutions on how to make decisions faster, how to solve problems with your teams, or define a clear strategy that resonates with your staff and customers? There is a workshop for that. Hello there, I'm Nati Ravez, founder of La Workshoppers. I'm a collaboration consultant and workshop facilitator, member of an amazing workshopper community. In this podcast, I meet them to get the best advice on facilitation and i let leaders and managers speak to understand the challenges they are facing. Welcome to the show! Discovering the world of facilitation is really exciting. It seems like you never stop learning. In the meantime, there are plenty of websites, courses and communities that help you find all the information you might need as a facilitator. But sometimes you just need someone, a sparing partner, a guide to organizing it all. Someone who can also help you find your own system or even your own style as a facilitator. My guest today has made this her mission. After years of experience as a facilitator, she's become a workshop experience designer with the focus of guiding facilitators in developing their skills and competencies from where they are. Her name is Rachel Davis, and I'm thrilled to have her on this podcast episode. Stay tuned if you want to hear more about what types of services Rachel offers you, learn about how she uses Card Decks to get inspiration for her workshops, what tricks, tools, and platforms she uses in her work, and finally, her patient project as a Butter Community Curator. I hope you enjoyed listening. And feel free to leave me a comment on my LinkedIn profile. Let's go. Welcome, Rachel Davis.
1: Hello. Hi. Can you hear me now? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
2: Tape two. Tape two. (laughs) Yes. I can hear you now very good. We had a a little, very little uh, technical issue before.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, we had to start the day with a laugh.
2: Yeah. We had, and now, now we are good and now we can continue. So welcome, yes. Rachel. I'm very, very happy to have you here.
1: I'm so happy to be here. I was so excited actually when you reached out to me. I was like, Oh, I see her on LinkedIn all the time. And now I get to be on the podcast. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I was so excited because I said, wow, this girl has a lot of tips and advices and cool tools and set cards and i would love to have her on the podcast so i'm so happy we are here and um, we will um, learn more about you about all the things that you are doing from the your engagement in the beta community uh, from the tools and techniques that you use and, um, also what is a workshop experience designer and facilitator? Because this is, um, your title on LinkedIn. Yes. So <laughs> we will talk about all this. But, uh, first of all, I always ask, um, my guest to tell me a little bit about their backgrounds and their experiences and journey into facilitation because we, we talked about it. Uh, Actually, at this time in 2023, there are not one person who is uh, falling into facilitation like from the beginning of their career. Mm -hmm. Um, But they have, yes, a background that brings them to this. So, Rachel, I would love to hear what is your background and what was your journey into facilitation?
1: Well, uh, you know, like we like you said, have talked about before, there's no one that really so far has started as a facilitator. There's a couple, but I hope in the future that people will be starting as facilitators as their job role. Right now, I think it's it's really gaining speed. And so, I, of course, I didn't start as a facilitator. I have about a almost 20-year career. <laughs> and wow. yes, I, I recently turned 40. So... <laughs> Uh,
2: so I thought I thought I look young but you are looking very young (laughs) like I I thought you are between 25 and 30 honestly
1: that just means I have a really long career ahead of me I guess I think that's yes I've actually had someone tell me once that I need to make my profile picture make me look older that it's losing me work and I said ah be quiet. I don't, I'm, you're not my type of client. I don't need to make myself look older. Um, so, you know, people get the value out of what they see from me and what you see is what you get or what you hear is what you get. (laughs) So, um, my career, um, I actually started in communications because communications is in everything. My degree is actually in mass communications and advertising. And I have a master's certificate in um, public relations and strategic um, or strategic public relations and integrated communications. Um, Now, I've never really used much that I learned in college and everything after that is all self-taught. So, um, (laughs) uh, you know, great. You you don't necessarily have to go to school for a lot of these things. I think there's a lot of (laughs) professional Education out there that's really great. So, throughout my career leading up to this, I've done almost everything, right? I'm like a unicorn. Um, I've led design teams, I've led user experience research teams, um, you know, I've done business development, <laughs> I've, you know, I've done a lot of different things. Um, leading up to my career. And then in the past decade, we're going to talk in decades now. So um, (laughs) um, I have done a lot of brand strategy, business strategy, design thinking, right? And these are things that naturally fall into facilitation. You have to gather ideas, you have to gather insights from people. And those naturally happen a lot of times in workshops, especially design thinking. Um, I've actually yes. been through the IBM design thinking facilitator training in person in their New York um, offices when I was part of AIGA, which is the Professional Association for Design here in the US. I was actually on the board in Baltimore, and it was a special thing they offered to us. We went to New York, we got a two-day training for their design thinking facilitator training. And I think I had done facilitation before that. Um, and and this was back, I think in 2017, but that really like solidified my love, I think for facilitation and just everything we did in person there. And I had been writing workshops before that, but I think it really kind of drove my trajectory forward from that point on. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that all, all those things have a theme in common, right? F- facilitation, um, communication, gathering ideas, uh, making brave spaces for people to open up. Um, and I think it just naturally drove me to workshop design and facilitation.
2: And I think it became for you like a passion because now you are concentrating on yeah. the workshop
1: design. Yes. So over the past year, actually, um, this 2023 will actually be the first year, I think, where I've fully leaned into only that. okay. Only workshop design and facilitation. I've always done it maybe as a majority or like a huge part of my job. But last year, I kind of thought to myself, all right, well, this is what I really want to do. This is what brings me joy. I'm going to do this going forward. And I think it was just this this moment for me where I was like, all right, let's do this. We're going forward with workshop design.
2: Okay. And then you start straight your own business or you had the possibility to to do workshop design in your old company
1: uh, i've actually worked for myself for several years now i have not been an employee for years and i i don't think i ever will be again um i, I think i like working for myself i've been a consultant even if it was for strategy or, or other design process um, other things throughout the past I think four or so years, I've really had my own consultancy um, and worked for myself and been able to work the way I like to work. I think that's really, I'm really just kind of pivoting the focus of my business this year to make sure I'm really leaning into workshop design and facilitation.
2: Yes. And coming from that, on your LinkedIn profile is uh, written workshops experience designer and facilitator yes and this is very interesting because this is a special uh part um into facilitation that you are deepen it means that you are here also for other facilitators or for your clients and um tell me more yeah. about that
1: um, first of all, I just kind of want to talk about the word experience, right? We all think about workshops. And if you ask anyone, they might think, okay, the workshop is the time we're spending together in the room. But it's really more than that. It's a full experience. What happens to the planning? What happens before the workshop? What does the invitation look like? Then, of course, what ha- happens in the workshop? Then what happens after the workshop? What are those closing moments? How do you close the loops? Right. It's a whole experience all the way from the planning through to after and even beyond after what are people saying about that to other people? Right. It's a whole experience. Um, And what I realized was, you know, it's great. I I design a workshop. I go in and facilitate it, but I really want to help the industry of facilitators and what i want to do is help them design experiences as well right so as it's coming up and come, it becoming a you know a bigger role and people are doing that more and more they can either do it in their own roles let's say they're a strategist a designer a web designer they might be running workshops or they might be just a facilitator in their own right they run team alignment workshops or offsites or something like that And I really want to help them look at, okay, I have all this content. I might want to run a workshop. I might want to sell a workshop. I don't know how to design this experience. How do I do it in person? How do I do it online? Which one do I pick? Right. Um, what, What do I do beforehand? Things that, you know, I might not have thought of. I mean, they could be anywhere from an experienced facilitator to someone who's just starting out, right. Cause I'm still learning things and i you know, I, I, consider myself an experienced facilitator, but every day I learn something new. So, yeah. you know, this is about, you know, being there side by side with someone, even behind the scenes and helping them build that experience, um, that they, that they can put out into the world.
2: When people are coming to you, mm-hmm. are they, Coming to you because they are starting from scratch, or are, are they coming to you because they have the topic, they have um, an idea about which activities they want to do? Um, at which step uh, is your work starting? So
1: both, actually, right? I've had people come to me who who think they know <laughs> what they want. Oh, I need. X type of workshop. And then we get into the first discussion, and I'm like, really, you need this type of workshop, right? So they might know what they need. Um, You know, I've had a client that I've worked with who came to me um, and they didn't know what they needed. They said, okay, we need to design a retrospective that we could use with our clients. And then we need a little coaching on how to facilitate that ourselves. And so that was an interaction where I had them, oh, okay, what kind of things have you done before? What type of clients do you have? What tools are you using, right? We're not going to like give them a whole new tech stack, but if they're open to that, great. Um, you know, how can we make this fit within your business and your personality too, coming from a brand strategy background, you want that to fit the personality of your brand. So you, you don't, come off as completely different to your clients. I mean, sometimes it's great to be different, but you want to integrate that into your voice, your personality, and and bring new ideas at the same time. So we created this virtual retrospective. We used Miro. Um, and then I actually created a guide for them using Notion. And I gave them a Notion page that was a facilitation guide okay, here's how you use the Miro template. Here's some tips for um, when you're facilitating this. Here's all your files, right? And so that kind of wrap that all up to them. And then, of course, they can ask me questions. Hey, this went well. This didn't go well. What can we change?
2: Okay, so you are a truly sparing partner. <laughs> and uh, like a, like also, I, I told this to another person, but like also a Jedi for the facilitators. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's really all about that guidance. Right. And, um, you know, I'm okay with the word coach, but that's not really what I consider myself. Right. I'm really, really a partner. Right. Cause we do it in many times in real time, right? Like, okay, I already have this client where can I run some things by you that I am thinking of pitching? What do I put in my proposal? Um, does this look okay? So, I guess I can meet people where they are is really, you were talking about what kind of where they are. And and I think my mindset is meeting people where they are, right? Um, yeah. No matter where they are in their facilitation journey. You know, one of the other things I really believe in is if you work in an agency or a larger company, building a facilitation practice within that company, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have Um, You might have individual facilitators in your company, but this is a facilitation practice. And how do you integrate it into the work that you're already doing in your company? How do you provide guidance to people who might want to learn facilitation? Um, I think that's really important moving forward, especially with the remote world.
2: Yes, it's true. It's true. This is amazing. You know, when you are a beginner... uh... You are a little bit scared and you, you need a little bit more confidence. And of course, there are other possibilities like, um, finding a community of fellows that are doing the same. But, um, sometimes they are also beginners. So it's, it's good to have someone who give you some ideas from as a neutral person and, um, help you in this field. Really nice.
0: Feel free to click the bell to subscribe this podcast on your player. You can also follow me on LinkedIn for more information on facilitation and workshops.
2: I know that you are a passionate card sets lover. Yes, I have
1: <laughs> many many card decks.
2: Kind <laughs> of last year you were introducing a lot of card sets that you are discovering or mm-hmm. using and make like a few information about them, how to use them. So do you know how many card sets you have?
1: Oh my goodness. I actually don't, but I was cleaning my office the other day and I, I posted a picture of all the card decks that I have that I was trying to, it was like Tetris, trying to put them all back into the cabinet and make them fit. Um, you know, I have over 20, maybe over 30, um, and I'm still collecting them. Um, So I have some reviews that I wrote last year, but I have a ton more in the queue to review this year. And so they're they're coming. Um, And then I think what I really like writing about and what I'm going to expand this year is how to actually use those as a facilitator. So even if it's not really like a facilitator specific card deck, like I have a lot of creativity decks, um, mm-hmm. And there are so many ways to use that as a facilitator that I think people might not have discovered yet or they aren't using it in that specific way. Um, and I also use these card decks when I'm consulting with people building their own workshops to, hey, have you thought about this technique? Um, and it's really to spark ideas. Um, I don't know if you're familiar of the concept of a swipe file. But no, um, a, I'm not. So a swipe file is basically an inspiration uh, mm-hmm. file, right? It's where you swipe ideas from, you can swipe starter ideas. Um, you know, I, I like to use um, Notion for this, where I collect all my thoughts. Um, and then I could, I, I could swipe from that. Um and gather all the different little nuggets from all these card decks that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna use that in the future. I don't know when, but it's going in the swipe file and I'm gonna refer to it in the future sometime. I might pull it for a client. I might pull it for my own workshop. Um, you know, it gets to be a lot. So you might need to tag and organize that a little. Sometimes you gotta go some spring cleaning up on your swipe file, um, but it's really, you know, it's a great way to just put the what you're learning in a place where you can action it <laughs> later. Yes. <laughs> so. And
2: for for that Notion is a truly good tool to use it. I, I use also Notion. And um I can understand. I use also, for example, decision cards in uh, workshops when uh, I want for for the kind of workshops where we are defining roles and uh, tasks and who is responsible for what or who is the decider or who has to inform someone and instead of uh, having big conversation or discussions, I give uh, four cards to each participant and I Put, um, I pointed out to the a specific task and ask, okay, who is the decider? Who is the, the person who has to inform? And when there are misunderstanding, then we can go into another activity to find out what is the, the solution. So I love, I love these cards, but I don't know so much. Um, I have some cards from. Uh, Manuel Grasla, uh, the the Lego Serious Play trainer, sent me for Christmas a set of cards and and Legos, and I will use them for sure for different kind of workshops. But what kind of set cards are your favorite
1: (laughs) well i i was very jealous when you showed me those lego serious play cards um, and i immediately went on his website um but they didn't have the english version but he told me they're making another print run in february and could i wait and i said of course i can wait i mean i'm very excited (laughs) but of course i can wait so i will get be getting a set of those um at the end of february likely um and so you can uh, wait for a review on those. Cause I love Lego serious play. So a lot of times I don't actually use the cards in the workshops. I use them mostly as inspiration because some of these decks are about planning your workshop. Yeah. So like the workshop tactics from PIP decks is about planning your workshop. Um, I recently got three more decks from Pip, PIP decks that just came out of beta, which is idea tactics, team tactics, and laws of UX. So you'll see Laws of UX is very specific. It's to like website design, but there are approaches and ideas in those that could inspire workshop activities. So like one of my favorite decks is the Creative Whack Pack, which I've done a review of already, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of approaches to creativity. So that one, and there's a deck called the 75 Tools for Creativity, which is another one I really, really love. Um, and they have ideas like how do you be more creative, um, you know, things like um, mashup brainstorming, mashing up ideas, right? There's ideas in there that help you create a space for a workshop, but you also might, you might develop an activity around one of these concepts, right? Your approach to an activity. So let's say you're doing a design thinking workshop or a brainstorming workshop where you're ideating. You might take one of these concepts instead of just opening up to the room and saying, all right, let's brainstorm. You might take one of these concepts for, let's say, opposite thinking or mashup brainstorming, right? And you might create activity instructions and an activity around them. Um, and really, I think that's how these cards work for me, right? They're this inspiration set, Um uh, it's the Picasso method, right? Pulling pieces from other places, adding your own ideas, transforming those ideas, right? That, that's where new ideas come from.
2: Nice. And will you maybe one day develop your own set, uh, card
1: set? I, I would love to. I really would. Um, I think um, mostly this year, I'm going to focus on creating um, wh- reviews of what's out there and learn even more. First, right. Take yeah. in all that knowledge. Learn what works. Learn what doesn't work. I've actually had someone reach out to me recently who's creating their own card deck to ask for my opinion of what works and what doesn't work. And we had a fantastic conversation around that. Um, and they were like, "Oh, these are some great ideas." I'm gonna. I might have more questions for you. I, you know, I've had. I've started having people reach out to me saying hey I have a card deck will you review my card deck and once that started happening I was like oh okay people really are paying attention to my reviews they're not just going into a black hole (laughs) so
2: no it's not definitely not and uh, it's nice because you are now one of the experts of card decks and uh, you will get more and more because this is exactly the point where I started to really see you on LinkedIn because of this card so thanks the <laughs> card <cortex. laughs> if you'd like to join me for a podcast episode or discuss the challenges you face at work and how i can help book a free call or send me an email all the contact information is in the show notes what kind of other tools do you like to Use uh, for for your facilitation or for your work as a workshop experience designer and facilitator.
1: Sure, um, I want to preface this by saying, when you are a workshop experience designer or facilitator, you should make sure that your core process it doesn't depend on the tool. That if that tool were to disappear tomorrow. You still understand what you do as a facilitator and where else you might be able to do that. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a good mindset to have going in any profession, really. Right. You know, you don't know what's going to disappear tomorrow. Um, Yeah. And so my tech stack um, has evolved, of course, as the technology has evolved. Um, I, I, you know, there's both Miro and Mural out there. I'm nothing against Mural, but Miro <laughs> rhymes with hero. Miro is my <laughs> um, go-to tool. And I've actually been using Miro since it was real-time board. Um, so mm-hmm. before it was even Miro, um, I actually run a Miro community group. Um, which is really? designing experiences in Miro. And that's where we do our Miro improv events. We actually have, um, try to have one <laughs> every month. Um, you know, sometimes time gets away from us and I co facilitate that with, uh, John White. And we have a couple, um, videos actually up on the Miro YouTube with that. So Miro's really my, my tool of choice. But if not that it is going away, but if that went away tomorrow, I have all those ideas and frameworks and concepts um, done in a way where I could move it to another tool if if I had to, right? I don't want to, but if I had to. <laughs> um, uh, and then of course I use butter for all my workshops. Um, I have basically switched from uh, using any other video platform really to using Butter for my coffee dates, uh, you know, my virtual coffees, uh, my uh, intro calls with clients, everything I use Butter for to kind of get them used to it before we even go into a virtual workshop. Um, now, I also started doing more in-person workshops uh, yes. lately, and I actually have a literal workshop toolbox, which has all my physical uh things and one of the things that I would recommend as a facilitator is create um an Amazon wish list for yourself that has all your facilitation things in it. What's really helpful for this is it's it's good for yourself. Um but I've also had some clients who have said to me, I'll buy your materials and all I need to do is send them that Amazon wish list and be like, this is what I need. Right. I might need to take things on or off depending on the type of the workshop, but it's really helpful. It's a way to kind of automate that part of your process. So you're not scrambling before every workshop to be like, okay, I need to buy this, 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 and this. Right. Um, and, and you know, I have things like post it notes, sharpies, uh, dots. Yeah. Pro, pro, dots pro tip about sharpies. I only have black sharpies. And the reason for that is it actually creates. A more level space where, if there's different, like let's say there's boss like creatures in the room and there's, you know, frontline managers or there's, you know, just different levels of people in the room, they're not like looking to see who has what color Sharpie and trying to see what people are writing. It just kind of levels it out. And then I try to use the same color post its per activity. Like I have different color post its, but I might use all the same color for. A specific activity or, or a specific question under the activity. Um, and it helps to really segment those out in your toolkit. So, you're like in the workshop, you're not like, oh, I have to sort all my colors before we go. And you're like <laughs> trying to do that. Um, timer, I have an analog timer in my kit. Another pro tip, don't try to bring that on an airplane, order it ahead of time and (laughs) they don't like what it looks like. Um, (laughs) so, uh, don't try to get that through security (laughs) in an airport. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, lots of different things. And, uh, painter's tape is a huge one in my toolkit. Uh, scissors, um, you know, these are tape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah tape um just you know things you might not use in a workshop but are always good to have on hand <laughs> so
2: yes it's like the the little facilitator bag with everything in it yes i have it uh, i have it also and i have to check each time if uh, everything is in it or if i forget something but most of the time it's uh everything in but the tip with uh, amazon mm-hmm. folder is a good one
1: yeah yeah, I it's think that's a very that's, good one. Yeah, whether you buy it all there or not, I mean, that's a personal preference. But at least you have a, or oh, you can even make a Notion list, right, yes. with links to where you buy things if, if you're not buying from Amazon. So,
2: talking about butter,
1: yes, <laughs>
2: because you have a big role in butter. I do. You are, you are like, um, is it exactly the same like Anna Maria? Do
1: your uh, no. community? <laughs> no, no, <laughs>
2: well, sorry. Well, Anna
1: Maria works. For Butter, um, this is kind of a, um, a passion project for me, right? So Anna Maria actually reached out to me and Cheska when they were first creating the community for Butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, we'd like you to be part of launching the community. So we did a lot of planning on how we might launch the community together as a group of facilitators. Um, and I just thought it was such a wonderful idea. Community is so important to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm in. So <laughs> I, you know, we planned A lot of launch brainstorming events where we brought in potential community members, we talked about what they might want in a community, and it was just such a wonderful way to do it, you know, and they, the way that Butter thought about that was just, it's the way they run their company too, they really listen to their users, they incorporate feedback, and that's the way they run their community. And so I kind of grew in my role in that community. So I was a core community member and, you know, I'm part of uh, moderating the community. And now uh, most recently um, I am running the butter mixers. So yes. that's a newer role for me. Um, you know, Anna Maria is still the brainchild behind all of this and, and is always there to support me, but I'm really taking a bigger role in that in, in the new year in 2023 and, and you know sourcing speakers and um, running dry runs and and helping kind of kick those off in 2020 well we we already did the, a lot of them last year but now doing more of them in in the coming year
2: yes I think we will uh work prepare together yes one of uh, one of my session mm-hmm. on the 20th of April. Yeah. But uh, I will be in Indonesia and you will be in uh, the US, so I think we will have a little time time issue.
1: Yeah, I think it's like um, Anna Maria says, it's like one a.m. my time. So so this is great because we're such a great partnership, her and I, because she'll take she's in a time zone that's closer to to that, yeah. And so she'll yeah. run those, and and that's how we cater to a worldwide community, right? We we yeah. we take those things into account.
2: Yeah, it's really incredible how they build better. I have a lot of uh, respect and a uh, full of inspiration. Uh, Jacob was on the podcast, uh, in, uh, in one of the episodes at the beginning of the year and, uh, he told us how he started to make some users surveys, um, interviews, bring the people in. And actually, these are all the people who are now in the community and you are one of them. So very inspiring. If I'm building something, this will be an example for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they did it in such a great way. And I think it also shows the power of facilitation because they ran a lot of workshops to build that community, right? That was a matter of us facilitating brainstorming workshops, right? And so they really embraced how people facilitate what that looks like and what a tool could look like for them.
2: It was very, very nice to talk about all this with you. So if someone needs someone like you, a workshop experience designer and facilitator, how can we reach out to you because i think you are launching very soon yes a, a very new uh branding i i guess there is a new website or- yes
1: um it's going to be rage uh, basically what i'm doing is i'm growing my personal brand and that's going to mm-hmm. become my consulting brand um because like i mentioned i'm kind of pivoting, transforming, growing into who I really am um, in the world of uh, workshopping and facilitation. And I'm also going to be launching a YouTube channel which uh, will have some of these things like how to use the cards in an activity. Um, I've been gathering different topics. So I would love to hear topics from people. Really, the best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. That is my platform of choice. Um, I love when people send me messages there. um, And, you know, that's where a lot of my coffee chats originate. People just write me hey, I'd love to have a coffee chat with you. I send them a Calendly and and we get started, right? That's really where a lot of my relationships uh, originate.
2: Yes, I I love, I really love uh, LinkedIn. I think I have learned so much people in 2022. And now this year, people are reaching out. Mm -hmm. This is really a beautiful place. And I'm very happy that I had the... The possibility to know you on LinkedIn. So thank you very, very, very much that you were here today. And um, you will have all the information about Rachel in the show notes, of course.
1: Thank you for having me. This was lovely. I mean, I could talk about this stuff all day. Um, but, you know, and, and also people can join the communities I'm in, the Butter community, the the Miro um Uh, Miro user group community. They changed names a couple of times. It's called um, our particular group is Designing Experiences in Miro. And then I'm also as a member in a lot of other different communities as well um, that are out there. And I try to kind of give back knowledge. You might see me popping up in some of the comment threads there.
2: Okay. So the best way to learn about your communities and everything that you are doing is first of all, LinkedIn. Yes. And um, I wish you all the best for this uh, year 2023, everything that is coming, I'm sure we will stay in touch, with both and, Oh, we better uh, <laughs> Yes, we better
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, Rachel yeah.
2: Thank
1: you,
0: <laughs> bye-bye Bye-bye If you want to know more about Rachel's work publications or Cartex reviews click on her Bento profile linked in the show notes And if you want to see her in action, join the next MirrorBoard Improve event that happens once a month. I promise it's a lot of fun and you'll learn some built-in features to create boards and also see some amazing beta features in action. In the next episode, I'll welcome Catherine Shepers and Michelle Howard, the organizer of the Facilitator Connect Retreat, which will take place September 11th until 15th in the Netherlands. If you are an entrepreneur in the facilitation field, don't miss this episode because you'll understand why this event is made for you. And there will be a special bonus for podcast listeners who want to attend this event. So stay tuned. And until then, I wish you health, happiness, and of course, a lot of success. Au revoir.